Greetings, fair listener. This is Dave Smith, the pirate nutritionist, reminding you once again at the top of the show, I am not a licensed pirate or nutritionist, although I am taking some pirate classes at the community college down the street. No, I am not. They don't offer those. Uh, Sitting here doing my podcast, drinking a... This is not an ad, by the way. This is just a... uh, Side note, I found some ketogenic coffee pods at uh, Walmart. They're like K-Cups, and they're quite good. They're very, uh, they almost taste like caramelly, but they're very just salted uh, butter, uh, grass-fed butter with salt in a coffee, and they're quite tasty. Let me have a little sip here. Mm. Ah, oh, that's good. So anyway, I wanted to get into um, whether or not this keto, quote-unquote, fad diet, and I include carnivore, low-carb, high-fat, no sugar, no grains. I include those in there uh, as uh, those are all kind of uh, facets of the same uh, coin. No, that's a weird analogy. Uh, Many sides of the same multi-sided thing. Anyway, (laughs) I apologize. Wow. Anyway, keto being a fad diet, quote-unquote fad diet, as uh, it's referred to by some members of the media and some other people who don't like it, um, in my opinion, ain't going away. Um, one of these uh, things that people always attack fad diets for is this idea of sustainability. Well, we all know how sustainable the standard American junk food diet is, don't we? That's quite, uh, we're quite easily able to stay on that. Um, People don't get to be, you know, 600 pounds unless they're eating a pretty damn sustainable diet, don't you think? And we got some people uh, in this country who are approaching that. You know, we got easily three bills, four bills, five bills, and I think we've we've seen some 600 pounders lately, but you don't get up to three, four hundred pounds without having a really good, sustainable junk food crap diet, and which is the American diet. Uh, sorry, I'm getting confused because I had to turn this uh, show off because I got a. I record this on my phone, and I got a phone call, and it killed my recording, and I wasn't able to to edit it, so I was a little angry and I had to start over. So sorry about that. This time I'm in airplane mode. Uh, which means I'm going to be making a lot of nonsensical uh, R-rated jokes. Uh, boy, that's terrible. I should not attempt humor this early in the day after just waking up. Anyway, you guys probably need to get that joke anyway. It's Airplane, the movie with an era exclamation point at the end of it. Anyway, back to the show. What's going on here is this idea of sustainability as a criticism of uh, low-carb, high-fat keto diets is kind of hilarious because what they really mean is when, when you see doctors and um, you know vegan those vegan types and vegetarians, people who want to really control the way you're eating. By the way, I don't care how you eat. I'm just offering this up as, a, as an idea uh, since I'm, uh, I'm not a licensed pirate or nutritionist. What I am is a person who lost 60 pounds and... Uh, I still need about 20 more pounds to get to my goal. I'm kind of hovering around. I'm making a push uh, over the next month or two to, to try to drop another 20. Gets, my goal is probably about 170. I'm like 190 right now. Uh, I might find that my goal becomes 160 once I hit 170. But right now, I'm looking at 170. That'd be a great goal. Anyway, what was that? What the hell was I talking about? 
this is just the tangent show. Um, mm, as he goes back to his coffee. Yeah, sustainability. They're always attacking this. It's this this keto diet's too restrictive and non-sustainable. What they really mean, folks, is you are too weak to not eat fake foods like Cinnabon and ice cream, cookie dough ice cream, uh, because those things are just too yummy, and your friends are eating them, and you're just too weak. That's what they mean by not sustainable. They don't really mean, or they they may think they mean that it's not sustainable in that it's going to kill you and you can't keep it up. You're gonna eventually. Uh, somehow throw in the towel and just gain all your weight back and that's because they think donut calories are exactly the same thing as ribeye steak calories and oh boy are they not the same mainly because of a little thing called insulin maybe i'll touch on that later but they they really do think that you're just too weak there's uh, i'm going to talk about uh, uh there's a moment in this new documentary that Vinnie Tordrich uh, made with a bunch of other folks. It's a crowdfunded movie. Full disclosure, I donated $15 to the to the crowdfund, so I guess that makes me an executive producer. Don't treat me any differently. But the movie was just uh, dropped on iTunes and Amazon and such uh, like last week, and I took uh, took a, I rented it because I've already put $15 into it for Christ's sake. Um, anyway, plus I already knew all the information in it. I just wanted to, to help get more of this uh, knowledge out. And uh, so Vinnie Tordorich is in it, Nina Teicholz, Gary Tabs, all of the low-carb luminaries that you've seen running around. Uh, Brett Shear is in it, who's got another podcast. That he's a, a cardiologist. Um, anyway, there's a moment in this movie. It's called Fat, a documentary, by the way. Uh, there's a couple of jaw-dropping moments in there. One of them was this family who, uh, they had a little boy who... Uh, developed, I think, it was, yeah, he developed type one diabetes as just like a little guy, like a toddler. He's like two years old or something. And um, the uh, doctor said, "Oh well, here's his new normal. Give him here, here's his diet. Keep giving him, keep giving him junk food, and uh, just give him drugs that will help him process the junk food." And she was like, "Hmm, that seems weird." Um, anyway, this poor little guy, they were giving him injections, and, and it's hard to, to gauge a little kid's diet like this, so they're, you know, you can never get quite get the dosage right, and he's getting sick, mm. coffee, and he's getting sick, and the, uh, you know, she, she's not a doctor, she's not, they're not, you're not in a metabolic ward, you can never get to get this dosage quite perfect until you're, you get to practice this for years, anyway, the kid's, the kid's just doing horrible, she does some researching and finds, oh my God, a lot of type 1 diabetics are managing it really well with by eating a low-carb diet. So she was just so happy. She skipped into the doctor's office, walking on air. And she says, doctor, I found the answer. I'm adding a British accent, even though she doesn't have one. Doctor, I found the answer. I'm going to give my son a low-carbohydrate diet, and therefore he will be much easily uh, more able to manage his his." disease and live a long happy full life and the doctor said oh my god you are a child abuser how dare you madam keep your son from eating cookies and cupcakes with his friends at school and you probably even may have some dietary eating issues and here is the number of a therapist this actually this is what she said happened uh, without the accent but he told her that she was engaging in some sort of weird child abuse and that she, she, he was going to be ostracized and have a horrible life because of her and she should maybe look for a therapist because she probably has eating issue, uh, disorder herself. Um, wow. 
So what this doctor thought was, it's so normal to eat junk food that um, even though humans shouldn't be eating it, since everyone else is doing it, you should just do it too and just take these drugs that will help you deal with it. And of course the drugs eventually will make you gain weight and they'll eventually fall behind and the, you'll, you'll, you're going to end up losing a foot or hand in your uh, early uh, your, you know, um, uh, early 50s or 40s even, who knows. But as long as you can uh, enjoy those desserts with your friends, um, all the better. Um, wow, really, that's, that's the uh, thinking. Now, in the doctor's defense, I don't know if he's an idiot or not, so he may be a smart guy, but again, they're probably thinking donut calories and cupcake calories are really just the same as ribeye steak calories. You just need to burn them off. Well, guess what? It doesn't quite work that way, folks, with the uh, the insulin, because what you're doing is, uh, let's say you've got a, a runway for a, a jet to take off, and uh, it's, uh, it's powering up, and they go... Um, and they start to take off. But if you add like a three foot speed bump every, oh, I don't know, uh, every couple hundred yards on this runway and the plane has to keep stopping to go over these little roadblocks and then accelerate again. Oh, got to slow down. Is this plane ever going to take off? Do you think? No, you are brilliant. You are correct. No, it is not going to take off. It's not going to pick up enough speed. Well, this is what you're doing six hours uh, or six times a day if you're following these... Uh, dietary guidelines that a lot of doctors and the government have laid out for you. Eat breakfast with orange juice and oatmeal and some cereal. Okay, serious speed bump in that you're getting an insulin shock running through your body, which um, when that insulin rises, your body will not burn any of your fat. It will store your fat. This is what, this is what I'm talking about with a speed bump. And then, of course, eating this type of, uh, of, of uh, food makes your uh, brain crave uh, more of it very quickly. So because it's really just going to, you have, a, you have your main fuel tank of the stomach, but you have reserve fuel tanks of fat storage. If there's anything in the stomach, it's gonna, your body's going to go for that first. And if you're putting glucose in there in the form of any uh, carbohydrate, your body's like, oh, yeah, 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 I like that stuff. That's good stuff. So it's going to go for that first, but your insulin's going to go up if uh, you get too much of it, which is very easy to do when you're eating, say, a cupcake or even a bowl of oatmeal or some orange juice. You're gonna that insulin's going to shoot up, and for probably could even be for a couple of hours, your body is unable to access its reserve tanks, which is the fat storage, which is really kind of what you want if you've got extra. Uh, and most Americans seem to have a lot of extra reserve. They're walking around with reserve fuel tanks hanging off their body, and they're not using them ever because they're doing this runway speed bump analogy. One thing every couple hours, they're eating more carbohydrates, filling their 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 first tank with fuel, easy, fast burning fuel that the body just goes and grabs. And by the way, you also get a little dopamine drug hit from that. That's by, by the way. Uh, it's a, a necessary tool for uh, evolution because we probably wouldn't have lasted this long had we not, do we not have insulin helping us? The insulin's important because what it would do, take another sip of coffee here, coffee, hang, hang on. Mm. What insulin does, sorry about that, what insulin does is uh, for the early human uh, whose, uh, whose body is. Pretty much the same as yours. This is how we evolved. Uh, say 200,000 years ago, the early humans walking around, 
they find some honey or they find some berries, which are a little bit more scarce, their body goes, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta store this energy because, um, <clears throat> because obviously it's, uh, it's winter's coming up because these things are in bloom now, but they're not going to be for long. So my, what my body's going to do is get stimulated. I'm going to eat a lot of this sweet stuff. It gives me a little bit of a dopamine hit. It's addictive good because I need to fatten up just a smidge for the winter coming up. So fattening up actually is good for humans, but it would have been really tough for a human to uh, reach four or 500 pounds eating berries and and uh, other fruits and finding the occasional beehive and getting honey. So, but they would put on, you know, a little bit uh, layer of fat, thank God, insulin, you save the day. Uh, to get us through hard times of scarcity when when uh, winter is there's no vegetation we gotta we gotta hunt maybe the animals are going into hibernation they're, or they're they're leaving so we gotta go find them it's, it's the harder to survive in that environment and insulin would help do that but guess what uh, we don't have uh, periods of of starvation and scarcity anymore unless you get lost in the desert or something and then uh, hopefully you've got some fat stores on you but. That's what fat stores are for. You're walking around, if you've got, and even I still am walking around with an extra 20 pounds of uh, reserve fuel just hanging off. It's like a backpack I'm wearing. Why don't I, why don't you just access that? You really, actually, if you've got 30, 40, 50 pounds of, and I'm talking about hanging fat over, even a lean person has a few weeks worth of uh, fat storage on their body. And that's uh, by design and good for you to have. And they may look lean too, but they still have enough fat on their body to power them for weeks, uh, you know, a week or two, three weeks. I have, I can go easily probably a month without eating. The only reason I don't is just because, you know, I have two daughters, it's too hard, they're always bringing food into the house, they're always putting food in my face. You've seen this little kid, Daddy, try this french fry. And I'm like, no, please, please. And they're shoving it in your face. And eventually you kind of take a bite, okay. And then as soon as you take a bite, you're like, mm. Give me some more of those. That's what happened. So um, I would love to be able to just not eat for a couple of weeks. And uh, I'd probably shave off 10, 15 pounds. I'd probably almost reach my goal. Eh, maybe I'll try this someday. I don't know. And it is perfectly safe to fast if you have extra fat on you, by the way. You just have to... Um, you can look up Jason Fung on this. Um, uh, uh, how to fast. You know, you might you need to take a little bit extra. You're getting rid of a lot of water when you're fasting. So... Uh, even when you're doing low carb, you're getting rid of more water because the carbohydrates, uh, uh, the fat stored in your body from carbohydrates is going to hang on to water. So when you're getting rid of it, you're losing a lot of water and it takes salt out with it and electrolytes. You've got to replenish those if you're fasting. But anyway, back to the fat, fat a documentary. Uh, I think this is a great thing coming out. It's getting the word out more that uh, this is a perfectly okay diet. And uh, back to the doctors who say it's not sustainable. They really just mean you can't resist Cinnabon and you are too weak. That's what they mean by this diet is not sustainable because it's perfectly sustainable. People have been doing this for even decades, uh, just eating low carb, higher fat, or carnivore, or no sugar, no grains. This is closer to the way humans ate when when our bodies were evolving into what we now know as humans. Perfectly normal and sustainable. Don't listen to the doctors who said that diet's not sustainable. You're gonna fall off the wagon. You know, uh, don't listen. Don't listen to them. They do not know what they're talking about. Especially when you get this advice from an, an old, an obese doctor. Uh, 
my girls, uh, my daughters used to have a pediatrician who was probably morbidly obese, but luckily they don't have a weight problem, and I never had to hear him say, hey, um, you need to drop some pounds, here's how to do it, and I just would have looked at him, really, you got the secret, huh, hmm, a buddy of mine who's a personal trainer went to uh, the doctor recently, he's just doing some blood work, and he's always been in really good shape, and uh, he did a blood test, and the nurses had mentioned, oh, did you eat this morning? He said, no, no, I fast every, I don't eat till like 11 or 12 each day. I don't, I don't eat breakfast anymore. And they're like, look at him like aghast, like, oh, that's bad. You need to eat. And by the way, both of these women, pretty overweight, sitting there with Coke cans on the, uh, on the desk and a big bowl of M&Ms between them. And they're telling him that it's not healthy for him to skip breakfast. And he's like, mm-hmm. thank you, ladies. Very good. So this is what we're dealing with here, folks. So as I, so I'm saying, uh, the the for some reason, the, the 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 fad diet of eating heart healthy grains and huge carbohydrate boluses every couple hours. Now that is a fad. Problem is it got codified by the government. Thank you, government and George McGovern. Uh, back in the 70s, it got codified, and they told this this is what they told us to eat. Food pyramid didn't come out till uh, maybe a decade or two later, but they told us to eat high-carb meals uh, multiple times a day and n- not eat the ancestral foods that we've been eating for thousands of years. Isn't this weird? They started in the 50s. They started, uh, you know, uh, uh, Eisenhower, President Eisenhower has a heart attack in office and people are freaking out. Oh, my God. And, and this heart attack thing is starting to come up more and more. That's why they started going, gee, I wonder what's causing us. Um, so all of the greatest minds in the country started saying, hmm, what could possibly be causing heart attacks where we didn't really have an epidemic of these before? It has to be the old, same old uh, ancestral foods we've been eating for, for uh, millions of years. Yes, it has to be animal products like steak and eggs and chickens and, and lamb. It has to be that. It can't possibly be these new things we have like man-made vegetable oils and corn oils that we've made in the laboratory and and crackers and bread that we've only been eating for uh, the last uh, you know few thousand years. It has to be the old stuff that we were eating millions of years ago. Yes, this is a good way to go. And then they set out to keep trying to prove that uh, eating beef fat and bacon fat is bad for humans. They've done dozens of tests. Going for the coffee, hang on. Mm-hmm. There's been dozens of trials um, because they, 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 uh, they're they just convinced that saturated fat obviously is bad for you. So they've done dozens and dozens of trials. Uh, never get anywhere with the proof on this because whenever they do a randomized controlled study on this, they get uh, no results. They do not get the results they're looking for. They get maybe even the opposite results where, gee, it appears that the saturated fat stuff is maybe protective of brain health. Um, and uh, a lot of times it um, people feel better. It, it gets all of their markers, in uh, their blood markers in, into into uh, good areas, except for one, this LDL, which is kind of funny because, like, why, do you, why would everything improve except this one marker that we think is bad? Maybe... Maybe we should rethink and go, well, gee, if all these other markers are getting better, except this one, maybe maybe we just don't understand this marker. Maybe it is actually good. Maybe we should look more into what, why that marker is going up, why this LDL is going up. And I think we know now, uh, it's, it's getting out. Look, the word is getting out. There, There's no such thing as good and bad cholesterol. 
um, it's all good, except some of it gets damaged. And that's what they're talking about. And, and it's uh, these small LDL particles uh, made from when your body is uh, eating too many carbohydrates when it's in that environment. Those get damaged, and that's what they're talking about, is these bad LDL particles basically damaged by sugar. They're, uh, what's the word? Uh, glu- uh, well, I could say oxidated or glyca... Oh, I'm, I'm forgetting the word now. Um, anyway, those little particles get damaged, and they've got like... Like little ninja throwing stars on their edges, pieces of the of the molecule start breaking off, and they'll stick to stuff, and they'll stick to your arteries, and they'll start sticking to each other, and that's where you get these plaque buildups. When you have, if you're eating normal foods that your body knows what to do with, you're gonna the the LDL and HDL particles are gonna be bigger and fluffier and just bounce around your your um, arteries like they're supposed to, and they're not gonna stick anywhere, and they're gonna be doing their job, which which is what you want. So anyway, uh, yeah talking about, I, uh, I highly re- recommend going to watch Vinnie Tortorich's um, new documentary, Fat a Documentary, and uh, I think that's all I have to, to say on this. I just wanted to talk about sustainability and why you should ignore people who say it's not sustainable and really what they mean by sustainable. So, hey, thanks for listening. Um, I would be really in your debt if you were to uh, go to iTunes and leave a review for me on this uh, podcast, just to... Uh, you know, just say something like, hey, uh, uh, informative, like the show. Or if, if you're going to leave a bad review, make just try to make it funny, you know. That would be nice. And make, make, make me laugh. You can rip on my, my uh, stupid start and stop style where I'm making really bad jokes. I really apologize about that airplane joke. Oh, God. I'm really, I wish I could edit it out, but on my uh, podcasting format I use right now, I don't have any way of editing these, these shows. Go straight through. Um, without any editing and they go right to you <sighs> well anyway um, I will uh, be back again in a week or so with another shoe and I hope you enjoyed this one uh, again please uh, shoot me an email uh, piratenutritionist at gmail.com or uh, uh, please leave a review on the like iTunes and, and such like this um, This uh, I thought I had a phone number I could uh, do here I might maybe I'll put that in there somehow you can give me a uh, Give me a buzz. Let me know if you like the show. All right. Well, uh, uh, have a good, good rest of your day or evening, and I will be back uh, talking to you again another time. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.